Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Outdoor Ed Podcast, Fish Camp Hunt. I am Matt Mascarinas. This is episode number five of season two. In this episode, we are going to kind of take a a straight up beginner's approach and mindset to camping. Uh, I'm really going to get into why it's important to, if, if you're a beginner, if you're beginning, if you have just thought of, hey, I want to go camping. I feel like going, I mean, I mean, I can't go, I, I, I can't go to a bar. I can't go to a, uh, uh, the, the library. I can't even go to the library because that, that's the situation we're in right now with the COVID, the COVID era, the COVID times. We can't even go to the library. There's, there's a lot of things we can't do inside. So a lot of folks are turning their mindset, which is fantastic, which is great. I love the idea to get more people into the outdoors and outside. But I think that there's maybe a little disconnect with trying to get out there and, and, and do it in a way that you can enjoy it, but at the same time, not get frustrated and not <laughs> uh, be, have a bad time because you might not, you might go out and uh, think that it's easy peasy and you know, oh, I've seen it. I, I've seen this on YouTube. I, I've seen this in a movie. I, I've listened to a podcast about camping, and I think it's easy. And and the biggest thing, well, it is easy. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of things that that if especially if you're a beginner or novice or somebody who just uh, or, or wants to take the family out for the first time, uh, in particular for families. Uh, this is where I'm. I'm really talking to you, folks, uh, with families, friends. Uh, I don't. Maybe it's a neighborhood. You know, you're you're going out, and you got you got your son and your nieces, nephews, or maybe the neighborhood kids are going as well. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can that you can prepare for or plan ahead uh, to get out to do at home, and that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. The title episode today is backyard camping. And I'm going to go over different ways that you can prepare and even, heck, set up your tent in the backyard and do a, these are really fun. My kids love them. My kids love to do this. Uh, even if, you know, they have been camping, uh, they love to do this anyway. Set up a, ba- a tent in the backyard and camp back there. Uh, I'll get into that. And also, too, the the best places to go camping for your first time are necessarily uh in your backyard uh so to speak you know you might not have to travel very far to have a place you can go into a camp an actual campground uh with places to fish places to hike places to ride your bike uh play volleyball you know badminton set up the badminton net there's a lot of things you can do that you don't need to pack up drive two and a half hours uh, camp in or walk back into a place to where you have primitive camping. I, I know that's what, what a lot of people sometimes can think when they think about camping. They think of something like, oh, I got to be out here with, with nature and, and all that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a goal to achieve, but uh, it could be 
there's a lot of things that go into camping. If you've never been camping, if you've never slept outside, if you've never slept on anything besides a bed or even even a ground or carpeted ground, um, sleeping in a tent could be a little bit different. Even if you have an air mattress, it could be a little bit different. Um, I'll get into that. Uh, plus, you know, whatever other stuff that uh, comes up. Plus, you know, maybe meal options, things to eat. And I already mentioned things to do, uh, but, or even, even gear, I'll get into some simple gear that you can go pick up at Walmart and I will, and I know, wait a minute, wait a minute, Walmart, you know, there's, there's plenty of options in places to, to get gear to go camping. Uh, and I'll get into that on, on why it's important to choose gear correctly when you're, especially when you're starting out and how you can get by with uh with gear from walmart gear from bass pro gear from cabela's so uh all that is going to be involved with the podcast today as always like uh subscribe if you like it subscribe share give me a rating give me a review i really really would appreciate that uh other than that enjoy today's show and i hope everybody is doing safe out there and enjoying the outdoors the best way you can. So during this the COVID era, and that's what I'm calling it. I don't know what else to call it because that's where that's where we're at right now. I there's a lot of new people getting into the outdoors. There was a I saw a comment or not a comment a story on Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Uh, I think it was Facebook page. It could have been a different social media platform. I can't remember exactly, but there was a story about how. There has been a rise in anglers, a rise in fishing license pur- purchases during the COVID, and they're they're putting it they're they're putting it uh, saying that it's the COVID's responsible for it. So there are more anglers out there, and and there's that has a little bit to do with it too. But also you have to keep in mind that that in Colorado, especially again, I live in Colorado, so I'm I'm referencing Colorado as an as an example. But I'm sure in a lot of other places that it's the same thing, that there's an influx of people flooding the outdoors. And like I said, it, it could be a good thing and it, it, it is a good thing, but at the same time, there's, there's a lot of people that, that are out there that are getting out there that, that don't have any background, don't have any foundation. Their, their mom and dad or their aunts, their uncles, their, their neighborhood, the, whether they grew up in a neighborhood, they went fishing or camping with uh a family in the neighborhood, a, a buddy, because I, I there's a lot of I know a lot of examples of those cases um, in my, not only in my life, 
But what I've what I've witnessed and what and the people who I talk to, you know, I, I always get questions about. You know, I'm taking my nephews. I'm taking my um, uh, the neighborhood kids. Uh, he's never slept outside. Uh, she, she, they've they've never really camped before. They never really ate. You know, they, there's some cases they never have even had s'mores. And I I just think back to in my time of learning of going camping, it was you know it, I always remember having having jobs when I'd go camping or having to do things to get prepared before I went camping. And a lot of those things that I had to do uh, was, and, and, you know, I, I had the typical dad that, uh, it, and if, 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 if there's people that are out there that, that understand what I'm saying, they, they know what I'm, they know what I went through. They know how, how I, and, and why I am the way I am today through multiple reasons of not only having this foundation put into me, but uh, of, of things to do, to be prepared before you go camping, before you do anything to be prepared. But I've also gotten into situations where I wasn't prepared. And if I would have been prepared, that situation would have been different. So a lot of these, a lot of what I'm going to talk today about is, is a reflection onto that, uh, a reflection of, of what I had to go through when I was a kid. And, and yeah, I had the dad that, and, and I, I would safely, I can safely say, cause I know I've talked to a lot of my buddies and there's a lot of people out there that have the same experiences whenever you're getting ready to go camping whenever you're getting ready to go on a trip in general a family trip a family outing in general your dad was always pissed off your dad always had an attitude it didn't matter if uh he's starting the week off his last his last day of work or his last couple days of work uh, or say say we're leaving camping on a friday and he's got uh monday he's got the whole week and the next week he's off the entire week that whole week is hell not only on him but on us and now me being a dad i totally understand where he's coming from now my kids are a little bit younger than i than than i was when i got duties i got jobs that had things to do but i give my seven-year-old uh some things that i know he can handle and if i don't think he can handle them or i don't know if he understands what i want him to do or what i expect of, of him i simply show him and I, I like, again, it's really something really simple and easy to accomplish. So he gets the satisfaction of accomplishing it. And also he understands that when we are getting ready and we're getting prepared to go camping, fishing, hunting on a trip, just going out, uh, getting ready to go to the pool. There's things that are that, that he needs to do or that we all need to do to get prepared. That's just the way I always had it in my head. That's the way I was kind of brought up. That's the way I have practiced my life up until this point. And it's it's really helped with things. Like being prepared is one of the best things to do. What I've noticed is in these instances where I've, I've been out, whether it's been in, in a handful of situations in a state wildlife area, a state park, you you go to go to use the, the, the restroom. You go to do something. And you, you come across the dumpster and what I have seen, and, and this is in a lot of cases too, with, especially with fishing with anything, is tent poles in the trash, uh, sleeping bags, stuff that has just been grabbed and thrown away. And I can't, I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe they, these were just, these were just one-time purchases and they threw them away. They didn't feel, felt like they didn't need them afterwards or what a lot of times that I noticed is that they're broken. Now, that goes into the gear. So first off, 
when you think of if, if you're brand new to doing anything, you've never been in the outdoors, never been camping, never been even even on a, a on a walk on a hike, and then now all of a sudden you decide that you're going to want to do this. In this time, in this this uh, this time of um, the YouTube era, the the podcast, the social media, however you want to look at it, there's a lot of ways that you can Google, you can look up on how to do certain things. Beginner camping, how to do this, how to do that. Well, a lot of those things, man, they go right into into things that they 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 skip over a lot of a lot of uh, important information that I think is is left out on the beginning camper, the beginner, and that is, you know, they they go right into telling you to go and buy name ba- name brand gear, go spend a couple hundred bucks on a sleeping bag. Go spend a couple hundred bucks on a tent. Go go buy a, a Yeti cooler or a cooler that, that keeps your, I mean, you're looking at, there's so many things when it comes to gear. And that's great. I'm a gear dude. And I'm going to have a lot of gear segments, a lot of gear podcasts, a lot of gear, uh, a lot of gear content, I should say, uh, whether it's the YouTube page when we launch it, whether it's the Instagram page, there's a lot of things that are coming down the pipe as soon as I can get this name dialed in that are coming down the pipe that are going to be gear wise. So I don't want to make it sound like I am against gear or gear nuts or gear people that talk about gear. I am not. I just feel that it's there's more to it before you go out and get all that gear, before you go and spend all that money, invest all that money into top-notch gear, into gear that's going to get you by for years. It's okay to go to Walmart and buy a oh, was it Ozark Trail brand sleeping bag. Walmart actually has they have lumber or is it I think it, I want to say it's lumberjack, uh, but they have a couple other options there too as far as sleeping bags go. What I'm saying is that understand that if this is the first time I've ever been camping, or you've ever been camping, you're going camping. If it's just you and your and your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or you're going out with your brother. You're, you guys are going to go fishing. You're going to go try this river. We might as well camp. But we've never really camped before. We don't have a tent, blah, blah, blah. Say you've camped as a bunch as a kid, but you're starting to get back into it now because there's nothing else for you to do. Don't feel like you have to go and invest a lot of money into this equipment. Now, understand that if you're just buying some stuff to go out and camp once and to try it out and to see what it looks like, don't think twice. It's okay. To go to Walmart, to go pick up one of the tents they have there for $50, $60, get a little stove, little Coleman two-burner stove, even a one-burner stove with a propane cylinder. That, that's what it takes. I think those are like, like $30, $40. $40. Get a couple sleeping bags that are that you can get ones that are uh, the Ozark Trail ones. I think there's they're rated for like uh, 30 degrees. and don't, don't worry about the rating. Just don't get a thick, thick-ass uh, sleeping bag because if you go anywhere at night, it, it drops down, it gets colder. Okay, so you'll be fine in the summer. If you go in the summer, whatever sleeping bag, even if you just take a blanket, even if you don't take a sleeping bag, you just take a blanket to put over you, you'll be fine. The biggest things I want you to focus on is understanding, you know, sleeping and how that is going to work with you, whether it's you or your children sleeping outside. And that's why I always suggest if you've never, ever done this before and you go out and invest and you just get random gear Whatever it is at Walmart, and I'm not going to give you a name brand, but you go get your gear at Walmart. You go get your gear at Bass Pro, Cabela's, if they even have anything 
at those stores because they've been blown out from what I can tell is I try to do my best to go out and look and scout these things out to see what these different brands are, if they even have them in stock, or you can order things online. That's probably the best way to go about things recently is online, ordering stuff online. You buy all this stuff. You got the tent. You got the sleeping bags. You have the lantern. You get a Coleman lantern. I, I suggest to get a battery-powered lantern at first because lighting a lantern, it can be a pain in the butt, and it can be, if you don't, if you've never dealt with the lantern, it can be a pain in the butt. Let's say it's just a lantern. You, you put the you put the gas. You put the match underneath. You got the um, the little the bolt. What's that, what's that called? The uh, uh, the gas. There's you you have a, a. I can't even just explain a lantern. That's how freaking difficult it is. All I know is I know how to lantern, light one, and I understand using a lantern. So, do you Matt? Do you really can't explain it? But I I do I do. But I suggest getting a battery powder. I suggest making things as easy as possible. If it's your first trip, you get all that gear, set it up in the backyard, set it up outside. Even if you're, even if you're in an apartment complex, I remember when I lived in an apartment complex, I got a, I got a one person backpacking tent in like 2008, 2009, uh, or something like one of those, one of those years. And I, I was trying, I was going to go to my parents' house, set it up, but I went out and I set it up in the yard or in the, uh, the little kind of common, uh, feel area at the apartment complex, every apartment complex has a grassy area. You maybe have a playground or whatever. I'm not suggesting you go and spend the night there, but maybe go set it up, read the directions, set it up, take it down, set it up, take it down. Because that's a lot of the times that's where you get into trouble. So say, say the scenario is you show up at your campsite you get up, you get out. Say, say it took you longer than you expected to get there. You're well. That's at night now, and that's another thing too. If you're not going to set it up at home, if you're not going to go through the motions of setting up your gear, going through it, uh, I, I totally suggest that you do all this stuff at home. At the very least, if you're not going to do that, try to get there. Try to get to your campsite. Try to get wherever you're going to camp during the day, during the light, so you have all that time. Uh, you have daylight to get your stuff going, to get your stuff uh, figured out, set up, whatever it is to figure out problems that you have. You got a tent pole that's broke. Your zipper on your on your sleeping bag breaks because it is a cheaper version. These are all things that could happen. That's why if you do it, and you don't want to be stuck doing it at night, number one. So that's why if you're not going to get the opportunity to set it up out in your backyard or you have a situation where you can set it up in, if you're in a apartment complex, if you can't set it up in into whatever kind of grassy area they have in your apartment complex, I'm sure everyone has one. If you can't do that, if, if you can't have that option, make sure you get to your campsite during the day. But if you can set it up in, in, in your backyard and you can plan a camping trip at night with the kids, for example, do it all up. Get out there with them. Go step by step putting the tent together. If you've done it before, if you put a tent up, make sure you involve them. Try to involve them putting the tent together with kids. Even if it's your if it's your significant other. You know, I, I understand that aspect of now nah, you do it, I'm going to sit back and watch. I, I get that. But involve them. Let's have some fun. Let's have a duty. You put this together. You, uh, I'll, I'll get the tent going. You get the chairs out. You get the... You get maybe maybe you're gonna make tea. Maybe you're gonna uh, uh, make some something for dinner, something for lunch. You guys, you get that going. I don't I don't know. Give each other jobs. Give each other things to do, and then 
go through them. Camping in the backyard is a great, great way to have a dry run, to go through these things. That way you can figure out the tent you spent 30, 60 bucks on is whether it has good tent poles, you don't have broken ones, because this is also a, a, a time where you can run through all that gear if your zipper breaks on your sleeping bag, your the the uh, the burner on the Coleman um, a light doesn't light, it doesn't get the gas, or it, this, there's a safety, because I've had this happen to me a bunch of times with Coleman, uh, Coleman things. I'm not saying they're bad things to get, but these burner stoves, sometimes, you know, that, that safety mechanism that's on that propane tank, it will always constantly shut off. You can get it to light, but you can't get it to turn up. It'll shut off because of the safety me- mechanism. If you're handy, if you can figure that out, you can make it work. But if you're not, now you have the option to take that back to the store. Now you have the option to take that tent back, take that zipper back, that zipper broke. You take it back to the store. With that, I'm going to get real quick. I'm going to touch on the gear. When you when you go, I'm not saying you shouldn't uh, invest in gear and have a lot or invest money into gear. But at first, at first, if it's just a, a trip, one or two trips, or you know you're only going to go a handful of times a season, then you th- that's where you get into finding you know get, get the budget gear. I'm not going to call it cheap gear, but I'm going to call it budget gear. Now, if you if you get get into tent, if you get into camping and you and, and you or whatever it is, but I'm just talking about camping right now. If you get into it, and you want to invest more gear, you want to invest into a tent, you want to invest in sleeping bags. Maybe I want to try winter camping. Okay, well that's a whole other bag of worms. That's a whole other can of worms. Un- just understand the more the investment, the better quality, and the more longevity you might get out of that gear. Don't expect, yeah, I'm telling you to go out and if you if if you want to give it a try, it's okay to go buy a tent from Walmart, okay to go buy a sleeping bag from Cabela's, even Bass Pro. Bass Pro Walmart or Bass Pro and Cabela's or even Shields for that matter, or Sportsman's Warehouse. The the gear that you buy there is going to be a little bit more in quality and in price. But do not be shocked if the same stuff you buy at Walmart, especially in certain locations of, of town or certain locations of the state, and I, I can even say this too, at different parts of the country, Walmarts carry different items. There's different things at Walmart. So you might find the same gear at a sportsman's warehouse. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, like there's, for example, there's Mills Fleet Farm. Um, there's a there's a couple places other in the Midwest too. Like, like oh, I mentioned Shills already. We have a Shills here in Colorado here now. But there's a lot of other places like that where you can get good quality gear. Just understand that going when I say going to Walmart, I'm using that as an example that you can get by with that gear. Just understand that the quality is not going to be as good. It's going to break. The zippers are going to break on the backpacks, on on the on the tents, the poles. The, the fabric might be really, really, really cheap fabric, and it might they might rip really easily. Just understand that. Just know that going in. But that's why you set all that stuff up. Maybe a night or two. Maybe you camp out a night or two. Maybe you try to set it up to where it rains. And you can try even figure out if you can camp in the rain. Setting up the stuff. Getting everything together. Is the first part that can ruin a camping trip. I'm telling you. 
it can ruin a camping trip. So that's what's important to set it up at home in your backyard if you can. Set it up in the field in a, in a grassy area if you're at an apartment complex. Figure it out. Try to do that as much as or, or try to do that as much as possible. Go through the motions of setting your gear up, going through your gear, looking through it, running it, using it. I, even if it's to cook coffee in the morning or or to cook a cook a couple hot dogs, couple brats, a hamburgers, whatever. Try to use that that stove if you buy a stove. Um, Go through the motions. Try to get as familiar with it as you can. Second note, the second reason why, or another reason why I, I suggest camping at home in your backyard, the sleeping part, the actual camping part of it. It might take you some time to get used to sleeping in a tent outside of the confines of a, of a, of a wall, a building, a house, I, I don't what whatever how you wanted to describe it it might it might need some getting used to maybe you don't have a uh, uh, a, a sleeping pad maybe you don't have maybe you're not you're not going to invest in a in a blow-up mattress even if you do get a blow-up mattress an air mattress you're gonna think about you're, you're sleeping on an air-filled plastic thing it's filled with air. Is that going to be comfortable? I don't I don't know. It could not you you could be totally uncomfortable in it. I would try I would suggest trying to sleep on the ground and what better way to do that than sleep on the grass in your backyard? What better dry run than to sleep on the grass in your backyard? You you get a get used to the sounds outside, what it sounds like at night cuz I mean, I live in an area that's that's it's it's uh it's in the suburbs, but it's it's populated there's a lot of people but there's a green belt that runs through it i have a wildlife preserve and in, in a couple lakes across the street from me so it's like a little urban forest area you know i get deer turkeys uh raccoons a lot of a lot of birds of prey owls hawks bald eagles even come around here and i know i i got at least three or four uh garter snakes in the backyard and i know there's mice there's all kinds of things that live in my backyard in my neighborhood that I that that you can experience at night when the when everybody else is asleep and uh, everybody's everything shut down. I know there's raccoons that run across my fence. I've saw them. I've seen them in the morning. So there's all these things that that you can experience in your backyard, and and that's not that's the same that goes for everywhere. Wildlife is all around us, especially in Colorado or anywhere you you are at. You know, there's there's coyotes running around New York City, Los Angeles. There's coyotes running around there. So just take, just think about that. So you, you can get that aspect. You can get the noise. You know, what is that? What's that noise? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Cause that's the one thing that for me, when I was, when I remember starting to camp, sleeping in a tent as a kid was, was I couldn't get to sleep because I wasn't used to all the noises. I didn't know what it was. What was that? What made that noise? And it was always in my head. It was either a giant Sasquatch, Bigfoot, a bear or a mountain lion. That's what always was in my, what is that? What is that? I can't, I don't know what that is. Getting used to the sounds, getting used to the things outside, even if it isn't in a backyard setting, it, it's beneficial to you. And it also, you know, I mean, one of the things too that, that I've learned the hard way is, you know, setting up your tent. Typically, a lot of these boxes, a lot of these pads, if you go to a campground, a campsite, they're going to have tent pads and you can set your tent up there. 
and it's not on an incline or a decline. But you might have cases where you don't have a tent bed and you have to sit, set up your tent on in a big and, and where there's not really an area that to set up a tent. So you have to make up, make an area that might involve, you know, uh, digging up the ground that might involve, you know, bringing a shovel. I always bring a small little shovel because you never know when you might need a small little shovel. You might need to dig up the ground to make it better for you to sleep on, or you might have to dig a ground, dig a hole to poop in. There's another thing. I'm not saying if you go, I'm not saying to, to, to camp and then go take a dump in the backyard. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It is your backyard. As long as you go and pick up your own poop, it's not a bad idea to get used to it, but I'm not suggesting it. Okay. I'm just not, I'm not suggesting it. I'm going to have everybody pooping in their backyards. Um, but think about that too, man. Can I poop? Can I just go sit on a log and dump? If you can't, if you can't do that, then, then you have to start thinking about, okay, how do I eat then? I might be getting going way too far down the rabbit hole for the beginners, but these are all things to think about when you go out there. You got to think about, you know, kids in and, and, and yourself, for example, if you've never been camping before and you go up somewhere 9,000 feet up in a mountain or uh, up a trail and, and park at some primitive camp spot. Yeah, there's camp spots. There's people camping as well. But you go up some primitive camp spot and you've never camped before. You might not sleep at all that night. You might have the best sleep of your life at the same time, but you might not sleep at all. It might be the worst sleep of your life. You might sleep. You might set up your tent on and, and, and then when you get in your tent and you set up your, your sleeping area, you might put you might sleep head down an incline. Wake up with the worst headache that you've ever had in your life because all the blood rushed to your head. There's little things like that. Now, I'm not saying that you that you can figure that you can simulate that in your backyard. No, I'm just saying simulating just a basic situation of camping, setting up your tent, getting used to what typically a tent is really simple. It's got three, one or two big poles that you put in either the front or down the middle could be just two poles. I got a tent that's just two poles and it can fit at least I, I would say comfortably three people, two poles. And then you have yet there's major, there's two cross. There's, there's a lot of different ways to put tents, but tents are very, very simple to put together. The bigger you go, the more poles, the more hardware you get. And you might need to pay attention. Also staking down your tents. I'm not, I'm not, some of you might be really protective of your grass. I'm not anymore because I have a, I have a two-year-old son and a seven-year-old and a, and a dog. So between the two-year-old digging, pulling handfuls of grass out of and putting it in his dump truck and rolling it around and also just the, the traffic of him driving his little truck and stuff out there. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, then you have the dog and whatnot. I care a little bit about my grass, the front yard more than the backyard because the backyard is where they spend most of their time. Put stakes, figure out what's the best way to stake down your tent. And if you can, if you can get in a situation where it's going to rain and the weather's going to be bad, what better time to test out your tent than then, than, than, than that time. Go out there and sleep in there. I, I did. I got a new tent last year. I got a hub, a pop-up, uh, a hub shelter, a hub style type of tent from Gazelle. And, um, I, I freaking, I, I went out and I knew it was going to rain. I popped at the tent, went out there. I smoked cigars and I set out there. It's got a little, a little tiny vestibule that I can, I can sit underneath, set up the rain fly. And I just sat and watch the rain smoke cigar. 
watch to see where water came in to see if I needed to. to and this tent, this tent wasn't too badly priced. I think it's one fifty or it might have been two hundred bucks. This tent. But uh, I, I practice it that way. I, I try to figure out, hey, is it gonna, is it going to, is it going to leak? Is it, where's the water come in? Because these hub shelters, these hub tents, they, they, they got. I keep calling them shelters because they're, they're a, they're a take on a ice fishing hub shelter. They got bottoms in them, just like tents, regular tents do. There's not a floorless tent, and that's another thing too. Okay, real quick, if you might get a floorless tent. Now, if you get a floorless tent, if you're, maybe if you're not paying attention, you just go and you grab a tent and you go and you set it up and wait a minute, it's floorless. Not a lot of tents are. You might have to get specific tents that are floorless, but some of them are. You might grab one that is. You might not be paying attention. Or you might have listened to a podcast and heard somebody talking about a tarp and set up a tarp with, and you might think that that's the way you're going to roll and not even, not even understand. And that, this is another thing you can do in your backyard too. If, if you're, so say you're, you, you've, you've crossed off the beginning camping. You've crossed off the intermediate camping where you've, you've went up on, you've, you've camped up at a high elevation. You drove in, had to walk a little bit, but you, you're not, everything's on your back. You're still able to, to, to get gear out of your vehicle and then set up camp there. Now, now you're ready to move into a backpacking situation. Now you're ready to move into a, a situation to where, where you don't, maybe you're going with less gear and, and more, um, and more, more of a of a of a more of a nature type of type of thing more of a nature feel i mean that's the best way i could i could describe it uh is where because if you've never slept if you go from sleeping in a tent where there's a floor and then you switch that and you go into just putting a tent over the top of you and then there's no floor that's a that's a different that's a game changer because now you got bugs going all over the place. Now there's the potential for for things to get in. Now there's mice can crawl over. Now there's all these all this stuff that you can think about. Honestly, there's more bugs in your backyard than there is if you're up at a, if you're up in that situation where you would be camping like that, where you would be you would have a floorless tent, where you would either be backpacking in. Now I'm not an expert on that. I've only done the backpacking thing a handful of times, but I know that it isn't that bad it's actually better i enjoy without the floor more and i don't care i've had i remember one time we were camping there was a hole in the tent and these mice you'd watch them we were we were it was actually a hunting trip and these mice over the the three or four days we were there and this is when i was a teenager i think i was 15 14 15 these mice would come in this little hole and they would run across, run over me, run over my dad, my uncle. I could see him running in. And at first I'm like, you mice. But then if you, if you really, really think about it, it, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. <laughs> I don't know how, how to explain why it's not that bad because I could, I could see, and this is why you, we, why you go through these, 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 uh, <clears throat> these trials, that's why you go through doing it in the backyard and you learn these things. You figure these things out. You experience them. You know, some people might not want mice crawling all over you. I understand that, but it's not that bad. Not that big a deal. So anyway, that what I'm trying to say, and I, and I hope it, it came across in this podcast, I tried to cover or, or tried just, just to nail home how important it is Wherever you buy your gear, if you are a beginner, I suggest 
getting the best gear you can. As always, as always a rule of thumb for me, if you're in a situation, buy the best gear that you can, the best gear you can afford. But I'm also okay with budget gear. But you have to understand with that budget gear that it is not made as well as the stuff that is that is that costs more. It's not. The quality of the gear, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice that for saving a few bucks. But if it's what you can afford, make do with what you can afford. Okay. I what I do is I if 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 I'm running one of those budget tents, which I got a couple of them, and I do run them, I put an extra. And this is a, this is a little kind of inside uh, or or a little bit like kind of more of a media intermediate. Uh, you got beginner, novice, novice, beginner, intermediate, kind of in that middle range where, you know, get an extra tarp that's longer than the base of your of your tent. Put that on the bottom and then put your tent over that. Obviously, you're going to stake that in. You're going to stake. You're going to figure out where you're going to stake your tent in too as well. Because your stakes can come in, but that's another option too. If if you're you want to add more padding, you want to add more stability on the bottom. If you're worried about mice getting in, if you're worried about mice chewing a hole to get through, because that could happen too as well. That's another option. But then that's again that's something you practice in your backyard because you're putting another element down there. Now where are you gonna now where are you gonna put your stakes? Now how are you gonna stake down the main tent if you have that extra tarp on the bottom? Things like that. You might have to punch holes. You might have to punch holes into that tarp, which I have. Figure that out. Figure that out. But there's a lot of way, there's a lot of little tricks and things that you can do there. You know, I'm always, I'm always the one of, of having a headlamp in your, in your, uh, putting a little light in your tent, doing, having something like that. So you always have, you're always ready to go. Batteries, batteries are, are always the thing to do. And then also too, you know, starting a fire. You can, you can go out there and, and, uh, you know, whittle sticks together and try to start a fire. You can go out there with a with a flint, a steel and a flint, and try to start a fire. But don't make starting a fire that difficult at first. And make sure you pay attention to if there is fire bands, if there's you know if you have to if the fire if you have to have a fire pit or a fire ring, it has to be. Or you might not be able to even build a fire, and you can only use grills. Uh, you can't use charcoal grills. You can only use propane grills. I would suggest. Because of of uh, it being easy, I'm all about hitting the easy but button. If you're a beginner, going with propane. Don't even mess with charcoal. Don't even take your your uh, tailgating charcoal grill that you've had for years. Don't take that with you. Make things as easy as possible for you. If you are going to try to build a fire and you have that situation in your backyard where you can build a fire, you got a fire pit, you got a ring, you got something you can use. Go through that process in your backyard if you can. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody out there building fires in their backyard, but I'm saying if you can do that, that might be a great time to do it. Or hell, I mean, look into, I know we're in the COVID era, so there's not a lot of, not a lot of places where you can go and, uh, and go to a seminar or something like that to, to, uh, on camping, on beginning camping. But look up YouTube videos on beginning camp or beginning fire making. Look, look, look that stuff up. I would suggest those. But again, at the same time, look at those videos as and, and look at them from your level, your point of view. If it's too much, if they start talking about words that you don't know, then try to find a better video, a beginning video. Because a lot of these guys and gals that go out there and they make these survival videos or these or these fire making videos, these simple camping videos, 
there's a foundation that they've already had. There's a lot of things that they've learned to get to where they're talking about now and they can confuse you. Keep it as easy and as simple as possible if you're a first timer, okay? Outside of camping in your backyard, if you're like, nah, you know, I feel confident that I can put up a tent. I feel confident that I can, that my kids aren't going to be nervous about sleeping outside. But I'm, I, I don't know if I want to drive this far. I don't know if the traffic on I-70, if you're talking, if I'm talking about Colorado now, I-70, I-25 can be a nightmare going up, going up the hill, I-70 going up the hill or even coming down. It could be a nightmare going into the high country, coming out of the high country could be a nightmare. Maybe I don't want to do that. There's plenty of KOA campgrounds. There's plenty of state parks, uh, uh, city parks, uh, uh, county, like like, like Lakewood Parks uh, in Rec, Bear Creek, Lermer County. Um, a lot of, they have a lot of places there too. And I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to Colorado here on uh, for examples. But places like that, county parks, state parks, uh, city parks, may have camping, look into those places where it's 15 minutes from your house. I got a spot where I take my seven-year-old. It's 50, It's literally 15 to 20 minutes from my front door, from my driveway to the park. We're set up camping and fishing in a, in a half an hour to 45 minutes. We're, we're, we're rolling. We, my son loves to do that. We go night fishing for catfish. We got a tent set up right there. He can pass out. He can fall asleep. And then also to another thing, I understand we're in the era of tablets. We're in the area of we're in the era of screens. If your if your son or daughter, if your kid is just just think about this when you were a kid. And I know you, you I, I grew up with, you know, we're out here. We don't need we don't need to watch TV. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. We don't need this. I get that aspect of it. We're out in the we're on the wilderness, right? Great outdoors. Ah, I get it. I understand it. But we're in an era. We're in a different era, man. Kids can be a pain in the ass, and if a screen, if they have a tablet, have them download a couple movies. Hell, I enjoy sitting there. I remember I would love to want to be sitting there catfishing at night and watch a movie. Don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be too hard. Don't be too too hard on that deal. Be, I understand if that's that's how you want to do it, and you don't want to have any screens in the in the country, screens in the mountains, screens in the. Can't, we're camping. We're in the. This is the wild. We're. It's not, but I I understand that mindset. I get it. But don't be such a hard ass. <laughs> Enjoy it. That's the way I look at it, man. Hey, well, I I, I make sure that when my son downloads uh downloads movies to a tablet now now we're not streaming out there. We're not using data. No, 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 no. Download movies, download shows. I have him download some for me and that we can watch together that I would like to. And it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. The whole point of this is to make this whole experience enjoyable, whether it's for you and your kids, you and your significant other, or just you in general. Make it as easy as possible and enjoy And then that will be make it enjoyable. Okay, don't overcomplicate things. If you're new and a beginner with camping, Make it as easy as possible. And always, you can ask me questions. I'm on I'm on Instagram at Outdoor Ed Podcast. Follow me there. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Send me a message. Best way to do that is there. That's going to do it for today's show. I hope it made sense. What I'm trying to get across is if you're a beginner, make it as easy as possible to have fun and make it as fun as possible, whether it's for your kids, 
for you, that, that, that your significant other, whatever. Try to make it as easy as possible and don't get sucked into having the bet latest and greatest if you don't even know how to use it. And don't be don't be as don't be shy about putting up a tent in your backyard and having fun camping in the backyard. Now remember, you're in a neighborhood, so maybe I think quiet hours in a normal campground, uh, at any campground is probably like 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Kind of take that into account. Also in your city or in your neighborhood, it might be even earlier than that. And be courteous as well too. Maybe go to your neighbors and say, "Hey, we're going to be camping out here. If we get too loud, I apologize." Uh, this is if you don't have your numbers, if not exchange numbers already, maybe exchange your number and say, shoot me a text. If we're too loud, we'll shut up. All right. So I hope you go. I hope you're able to get out in the outdoors, especially in the COVID era. If you do, please try to try to try to try to try to to try before you go. That's all I'm saying. As always, have fun out there. Learn as much as you can and experience as much as you can. That's going to do it for me. The Outdoor Ed Podcast. I'm Matt Mascarinas. Y'all have a good time.